You know something is wrong. You can see it all around you. You're wondering how things got to this point. Good is called evil and evil is called good. You want to truly know why we got to the brink of the abyss. Can't just be told. You must see it for yourself. I'm Scipio Eruditus, and this is Dispatches from Reality. Hello, my dispatchers, listeners. Welcome to another audio edition of Dispatches from Reality. I am your author, your narrator, your host, Scipio Eruditus, and today's episode is a topic that remains just as relevant as when I wrote about it first on May 22nd, 2023, and that is going to be CBDCs, or Central Bank Digital Currencies. And so really the the topic of our monetary system, of economics, it is a, really it does not get the credit for the, the fascinating topic that it is. And truly, you begin to really start unraveling history when much like a crime, and so this is what we're really unraveling here is a very long history of crimes. And, you know, that crime uh, solving maxim, follow the money, right? Well, once you start following the money, the money line, the money trail of history, you start to see these same players popping up again and again and again. And so uh, several of the characters that we're going to be talking about in this essay are just, these are some of the most influential people of the 20th and still 21st century. And so it is a... It's just a topic that really deserves a, a very high level of seriousness and detail. It's kind of hard to understate this point, honestly. Uh, the history of monetary systems and of currency is really the history of the world. And if a historian is not getting to the bottom of it, if he's not touching on these topics and he really does not understand history, uh, that's just the simple fact of the matter. Yeah, and this is something I really didn't uh, advertise well enough the first time around, but I highly encourage you to still check out these articles. Uh, They are just jam-packed with primary sources, um, you know, historical books and books related to the topic, right, Um, that you can go and pursue yourself uh, and go read yourself, right, and have a better grasp and understanding of some of these topics. Uh, It is... You know, kind of what's been assembled here, honestly, on this blog is a, a college-level course in conspiracies. And really, the, you know, what I would argue is the true history of the last 300 years. Yes, and this is a feature that all my articles have, uh, is this further research section, basically as a, you know, to further pursue some of these topics. And also as a bibliography, I, I usually are, you know, almost always using the books that I put in the further research, um, you know, as part of my sourcing for some of this stuff. Uh, some of the uh, intellectual jumping off points. And so really it is a uh, just a wealth of knowledge on the website. And it's a, a something that I keep archived a lot because I know there is a day coming uh, probably sooner than we think where the digital book burnings will happen. It's already happening in real time 
you know, as we speak uh, with, you know, these search engines, it is incredibly difficult to find the information for some of these topics. You know, some of them are, are very easy to do, but I did a good deal of this research. I don't know, probably like eight years ago or something now. And finding these topics, right? Like, so the, the series I'm going to be reading from today, you know, the CBDC article, uh, I mean, finding this stuff was still relatively easy, you know, for the most part, right? But, you know, it's, I did a uh, article uh, just a couple uh, months later uh, called the fossil fuel farce about, uh, you know, just a very interesting article. I won't spoil it here because I uh, plan on reading it sometime, but, <laughs> you know, go and go and read it for yourself. It's, I mean, it's shocking. The, just the level of hoaxes that have continually been perpetrated against us as a people. And I mean, not just, you know, the American people, but also the entire world. And so finding stuff for that one, man, that was really difficult, actually. I had to do way more digging than I usually did and use some other different search engines and some VPNs. It was, uh, it was a little bit of a bear, but you'll see uh, in the final result here, it's a, there's a reason they have tried to subvert and to try and bury information like this. Is that because it's just, it's really hard to argue. It's really hard to argue against some of these primary documents and the the repeated, you know, particularly for uh, for the field of alternative energy and some, uh, you know, alternative energy sources to uh, petroleum's. I mean, that is just something where if you want to live a long life, don't try inventing a uh, <laughs> a car that runs off water. Right? Those those guys seem to die really early for some reason. Now, but I will say it's only ever around when they're filing the patent. So, you know, just if you invent the thing again, just, you know, give it to the world for free, I guess, right? Like help it, help a guy out. Because if you try and file the patent, they're going to find you. <laughs> I can assure you of that. But if you try and do it Satoshi style, maybe they won't. One can hope at least, one can hope. So without further ado, we have my May 22nd, 2023 article titled, CBDC and you, or how I learned to stop worrying and love digital serfdom. Quote, disruption is coming. It will be both good and bad and major. Klaus Schwab, the great narrative. End quote. The last three years have perfectly embodied Lenin's famous maxim. There are decades where nothing happens, and there are weeks where decades happen. Decades worth of societal, political, and economic happenings have been unfolding before us with such rapidity that it's hard to keep track of each new affront against human dignity. Starting in March of 2020, the greatest economic transfer, i.e. looting, of wealth from the middle class to the wealthy has been underway. Like a practice pickpocket, the regime has dazzled the plebes with fake viruses and fake wars for centuries, all while they pilfered the purses of the proletariat. This fact is indelibly tied to the COVID PSYOP, a stratagem the regime intentionally deployed to distract us from the heist of all heists, or as the Blowfield-esque Klaus Schwab puts it, economics and epidemiology cannot be separated. He who controls the currency controls the nation, 
and CBDCs are the central banker's ultimate tool of control. What is central bank digital currency, or CBDC, you might ask? According to the World Economic Forum, digital currency is simply electronic rather than physical money. Central bank digital currencies are digital versions of a country's physical currency, for example, a digital dollar, euro, pound, or yuan. The central banks issuing and managing these digital currencies are national financial authorities that oversee a country's currency, supply of money, and monetary policy, like setting interest rates, end quote. This simplified explanation covers most of the bases, but it crucially leaves out the most important feature of this new form of currency. CBDCs are fully programmable, capable of tracking a user's carbon footprint, and restricting purchases based upon whatever criteria the central bank sees fit. In a world where credit card companies are tracking gun purchases and working with the ATF to enforce tyrannical edicts, it's not hard to imagine what purchases will be first on the chopping block. It's not even debatable whether CBDCs will be used as tools of societal control and manipulation. It is openly being discussed as one of the strengths of the platform. I typically refrain from writing on topical issues that have been widely discussed, such as CBDCs in this instance. But the importance of this topic demands the utmost seriousness and attention. Multiple threats loom on the horizon, and CBDCs, proffered by the usual suspects, are naturally the answer to them all, whether it's terrorism, drug running, or climate change. Even many of us who are awake to the real threat of CBDCs fail to appreciate the imminence of said threat. It is not a matter of whether the regime is going to drop the big one, quote-unquote, on the world economy. They already have. The Bank for International Settlements and its 63 member banks, including the Federal Reserve, are all on board for digital fiat. It's only a question of when the shock wave hits Wall Street. This isn't theoretical anymore. The CBDC bomb has been dropped. It's here, it's real, it's only a matter of time until the blast wave reaches America's shores. I do not say these things to be alarmist. I believe it to be a sober analysis of the colossal civilizational threat that lies before us. The last few years have been the culmination of generations of tireless work. Plans have been set in motion, plans that have been decades and centuries in the making. The economic, societal, Geopolitical, environmental, and technological resets have been initiated, whether we want them or not. Quaint concepts like free will and self-determination, quote, these things are over, end quote, in the famous, or infamous, rather, words of Yuval Noah Harari. The prophet of the incipient techno-feudalist age best personifies the cold hubris driving the creation of the digital gulags. The threat that CBDC and cashless societies pose to human freedom cannot be understated. What we are witnessing is nothing less than the death of human autonomy and the birth of a techno-feudalist hellscape straight from the minds of madmen. Quote, Because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not, that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, 
that thou mayest see. Revelation chapter 3, verses 17 through 18. End quote. Depressions, recessions, and panics are highly coordinated affairs. Every major financial crisis in American history has been presaged by years of loose fiscal policy, and this current one is no different. Currency debasement and cheap credit get people addicted to a facsimile of prosperity. And then, inevitably, the bills come due. Credit tightens, debts are called in, and shrinking capital inevitably leads to plunging prices. The banker gets his victim both on the way up by supplying the cheap credit and on the way down after they repossess your property at pennies on the dollar. The history of economic calamities and the role that central banks play in instigating them are an unmistakable pattern that has evinced itself time and time again. See Larry Romanoff's excellent essay for a primer on the subject. And this is the inevitable result of turning over a nation's currency to the oldest and biggest criminal cartel in the world, the central bankers. Pictured as Henry Kissinger at the 1992 World Economic Forum Conference, and below is two pictures of Henry Kissinger and his protege, Klaus Schwab, throughout the years. Quote, Perhaps the greatest challenge to CBDC deployment will come from the public's willingness to use it. End quote. The regime is fully aware that humanity will not accept this without a catalyzing or traumatic event. Wars and pandemics have traditionally been the methods of looting the populace and enforcing state rule, as Er Schwab details in his illuminating 2020 book. Quote, One of the great lessons of the past five centuries in Europe and America is this. Acute crises contribute to boosting the power of the state. France's top rate of income tax was zero in 1914. A year after the end of World War I, it was 50%. Canada introduced income tax in 1917. Canada introduced income tax in 1917 as a temporary measure to finance the war, and then expanded it dramatically during World War II, with a flat 20% surtax imposed on all income tax payable by persons other than corporations, and the introduction of high marginal tax rates, 69%. Rates came down after the war, but remained substantially higher than they had been before. Similarly, during World War II, income tax in America turned from a class tax to a mass tax, with a number of payers rising from 7 million in 1940 to 42 million in 1945. The most progressive tax years in U.S. history were 1944 and 1945, with a 94% rate applied to any income above 200,000, the equivalent in 2009 of 2.4 million. Such top rates, often denounced as confiscatory by those who had, had to pay them, would not drop below 80% for another 20 years. At the end of World War II, many other countries adopted similar and often extreme tax measures. In the UK during the war, the top income tax rate rose to an extraordinarily stunning 99.25%. From COVID-19, The Great Reset. End quote. Centuries of incrementalism has brought this simmering pot to a boil. The reaction of the people to these calamities is unfortunately a predictable one. As a result, they have been exploited for centuries by unscrupulous men 
intent on dominion. Americans who are unwilling to believe that this could happen here have fatally underestimated the true character of the American regime as well as that of their fellow countrymen. During the height of the Great Depression, most Americans accepted the extortion and theft of their gold under threats of force. Brother FDR's Executive Order number 6102 essentially forbid the private ownership of gold, with penalties for breaking the edict including fines of $10,000, now over $200,000, and five to ten years in jail. The Gold Reserve Act of 1934, signed a year after the initial edict, ratified this blatantly illegal extortion of the American populace. If the economic collapse is bad enough, if it's the difference between your birthright and a full belly, the unprepared among us will trade their birthright for a bowl of hot cricket soup. Pictured is Executive Order number 6102. Note the occult symbology within the date of the deadline. May 1st, 1933, or May Day. We see this same tried-and-true stratagem in the Potemkin pugilism playing out in the Ukraine. A week before launching their invasion, Russia launched the digital ruble. Quickly lost in the fog of war, this move was also paired with a ban on traditional digital currencies, such as Bitcoin. Shortly after the launch of the special military operation, Russia throttled cash withdrawals, a policy which was extended in July of 2022. On the other hand, Ukraine's government launched their CBDC, the E-Hrevinia, in July of 2021. After the invasion, Ukraine declared martial law, limiting cash withdrawals and severely restricting the usage of digital CBDC wallets, with cash withdrawals capped at $3,339.13 a day. That's some interesting numerology in that totally random amount. And digital currency and crackdowns on physical cash have continually gone hand in hand. And that is by design. Last November, Nigeria also tried to force CBDC upon their citizens, leading to massive unrest and financial chaos. Initial estimates pegged adoption by just 0.5% of the population. Massive public demonstrations rebuked the clear move to crack down on the economic liberties of Nigerians. Despite just 6% of the population now using the e-Naira, Godwin Emafiele, the governor of the Central Bank of Nigeria, is adamant that, quote, the destination, as far as I am concerned, is to achieve a 100% cashless economy in Nigeria. End quote. Europe is quickly following in their footsteps, with the European Union just recently banning cash payments over $7,000, ostensibly to fight terrorism and crime. Quote unquote. Perhaps not funding the cartels in the first place would be a good start, but I digress. The top credit card processors are all in on CBDC and blockchain technology is already in use. Avisa has hailed CBDCs as the evolution of money, and it is a market that they have significantly invested in in the last five years. In January of 2022, Avisa partnered with Consensus to integrate CBDCs and blockchain technology into their financial network. Avisa's foray into GovCoins is extraordinarily dangerous, as they represent 61.6% of the credit card market share in 2023. MasterCard is on board with the digital slavery agenda as well, representing 25.7% of the market. When the Fed's Financial Order 66 is launched, 
90% of the market will be ready to seamlessly integrate into this brave new world. CBDCs are constantly being hailed for their ability to fight climate change, quote unquote, as this international monetary fund white paper makes abundantly clear. The inanity of carbon's threat to us aside, how do CBDCs and carbon reduction relate to each other in any way? By their ability to control what we buy and when we buy it. As Herr Schwab details for us in his latest book, quote, central banks will adapt their monetary policy operational frameworks to reflect climate-related risks, end quote. Even alleged pro-business propaganda rags like Forbes are touting the environmental impact that CBDCs can have, arguing that central banks need to go even further to fight climate change. While they jet off to the latest occult confab, the central bankers are going to force the proles to fight climate change that they create, whether you want to or not. Like all Masonic revolutions, and make no mistake, this is a Masonic revolution, the farmers are among the first to be targeted. Avisa has used farmers in Brazil to test CBDCs to fight climate change, quote-unquote, and promote sustainable farming practices. Behind these buzzwords lies an insidious agenda to micromanage our economy and our lives, in the same vein as Brother Stalin's five-year plans or Brother Mao's cultural revolution. Biden's climate czar and Yale bonesman, John Kerry, stated just last week that, quote, we can't get to net zero. We don't get this job done unless agriculture is front and center as part of the solution, end quote. These measures have already had a significant negative impact upon the global food supply the past several years. Coupled with the extreme weather warfare that is also being waged against us, as well as the ongoing invasion of millions at what used to be America's southern border, it is a near certitude that we will see mass starvation on the North American continent for the first time in a century. Quote, We are about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. The new accounting is what we call blockchain. Pippa Malmgren. End quote. The Federal Reserve announced in March of 2023 that FedNow will officially launch in July of this year. FedNow is a financial service built upon blockchain technology that will enable individuals and businesses to send instant payments through their depository institution accounts. Put simply, FedNow is the technical framework and infrastructure necessary for FedCoin, the Fed CBDC, to operate. And this isn't theoretical anymore. It isn't coming soon. FedCoin has already been built. We are just waiting on the ribbon-cutting ceremony. Digital fiat is American economic policy at this point, no longer relegated to white papers or theory. In March of 2022, President Biden's executive order, 14,067, officially launched the strategic plan to implement CBDCs in America. On November 16, 2022, the New York Fed launched a 12-week digital dollar pilot program with the top 10 financial institutions in America, including Visa. November, of course, saw Nigeria launch their CBDC, as well as China, India, France, Switzerland, and Singapore participating in soft launches of digital currencies. While we were distracted with fake elections and non-existent red waves, quote-unquote, the top three economies in the world, as well as some of the most 
important financial hubs in the world, all tested and deployed the infrastructure for total economic control. States have just begun to awaken to the transformational threat that is CBDC. Florida's SB 7054, quote, prohibits the use of a federally adopted central bank digital currency by excluding it from the definition of money within Florida's Uniform Commercial Code. Additionally, the bills prohibit foreign-issued CBDC to protect consumers against globalist efforts to adopt a worldwide digital currency, end quote. South Dakota and North Carolina also stymied efforts to stealthily adopt CBDC this year. While commendable, I fear these bills will do little to stop the global momentum towards CBDC that is already in motion. When 90% of the market decides to adopt CBDC and blockchain technology without a viable alternative to turn to, a digital serfdom is a fait accompli. Florida and other states must immediately begin looking into launching their own currencies, as Texas has recently explored doing. Holy Scripture has a great deal to say about finances and money. There are over 2,000 verses that mention possessions, money, or riches in some form. Nearly 500 verses focus on money alone, making it one of the most prevalent topics in God's Word. It's clearly a topic that the Lord has something to say about. Our current economic model and financial system is inimical to what His Word says about sound money and prudent finances. While that topic is one for another essay, it is crucial to establish as a framework for whatever economic system comes next. If we are to avoid the pitfalls and perils that have plagued our forefathers, if the second American Revolution is to be any different from the first, we must learn this lesson. Paired with 15-minute cities, these digital financial tools are being intentionally designed as weapons of mass manipulation. What digital money can actually do to fight climate change is extraordinarily nebulous. Once you drill down, Looking past the glad-handing and happy talk, it becomes clear. By restricting our ability to live freely, to purchase what we want, when we want it, and where we want it, that is how the central bankers plan on fighting climate change, quote-unquote. While they pay their carbon indulgences to the Church of Gaia, the standard of living for the average Westerner is only going to get worse. European countries are not even pretending like these reductions in standards of living brought on by the Ukraine conflict are going to get better. This is the new normal, peon, and they expect you to take it. Fiat money, usury, and the degradation of our currency is nothing less than modern slavery. A dollar in 1917 is now worth 99% less in 2023. As damaging as central banks have been to human civilization, CBDCs are an even more insidious tool for societal control than fiat currency. All the same weaknesses, and none of its anonymity or freedom of use. What has been laid out above is an insidious agenda to plunge the world into digital serfdom. A neo-dark ages already long in the offing. Make no mistake, this is the big one. Economic freedom is freedom. The only question left to us is whether we are going to go quietly into their long, dark night. Quote, Prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 12. End quote.